You're listening to Postpartum Pieces, a sub-series of the Mummy Republic podcast, featuring educational conversations with professionals to help you get through postpartum life the best you can. Today's topic is postnatal and perinatal anxiety. I speak with Wendy Gilroy, qualified counsellor and psychotherapist. Thank you again so much for joining me, Wendy. I really value you coming back to talk about another topic with me. Um, I feel like we hear a lot about postnatal depression and we're slowly debunking some myths in that space and being more honest and open about it. But something that's also really common is postnatal anxiety. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Sure, Danny. Yeah, so a lot of um, discussions have been had around postnatal depression over the years, absolutely. More so uh, recently, postnatal anxiety, perinatal anxiety has been spoken about. So just to clarify that, postnatal refers to uh, that year after having a baby and perinatal Mm. covers pregnancy plus the postnatal period there so Mm -hmm. we can talk about anxiety in that perinatal sense to cover both the pregnant mum and the postnatal mum and um, and what we know is that it's really really common for pregnant mums and mums to experience anxiety it's probably around one in five mums that do experience troubling anxiety and and when we talk about anxiety, it's something that affects um, you know, us physically, psychologically and behaviourally as well. And um, in terms of the symptoms that a mum can experience, they can really vary. It would look and feel different for every mum in consideration to the physical, the psych and, and the behavioural. But it can range from being you know, annoying and, and um, I guess, frustrating to experience some of the symptoms to absolutely debilitating on the severe end of things. Mm. And isn't that interesting, you know, we we sort of, I think as mums, we pass things off as, oh, this is just motherhood mm. or this is just my transition. But for a mum who might be experiencing this, and of course, bearing in mind that it's going to look different on everybody, mm-hmm. but Could you give us a sense of what it might look and feel like on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, sure. So typically anxiety is about having um, a lot of worrying thoughts. So those persistent thoughts that something bad is going to happen or something's going to go wrong. And, you know, often it's about something happening to the baby. Um, For some mums, it's about something happening to themselves. And often health anxiety can show up in that regard. And sometimes it's around something happening to their partner. Um, So, you know, as an example, uh, 10 years ago when I had my first baby, um, after we got back from the hospital and my husband had a couple of weeks off, which was wonderful, and then he suddenly went back to work and he was doing a lot of long commutes. And I suddenly started experiencing these really worrying thoughts every morning that I woke up that he was going to have an accident and he wasn't going to be coming home. And that's that's kind of how it started to show up, you know, for me at that point all those years ago. So, um, you know, but for other mums it could be the persistent worrying around breastfeeding, you know, are they feeding their baby enough or um, are they going to, to drop their baby or is their baby going to drown you know when having a bath um, it can really can really vary in terms of those those worrying thoughts if you've got a baby that's unwell or has colic um, or there's something else going on there you know it, it can be really tough and it can just exacerbate those anxious 
you know, unworrying thoughts. Now, in terms of the physical symptoms, um, you know, and we all know anxiety because it's a natural, normal human emotion to, to experience. That racing mm. heart, maybe it's additional sort of sweating, it's butterflies in the tummy, it's having a dry mouth or not being able to think clearly. Um, and then it can show up in terms of behaviourally like avoidance, right? So not wanting to go out, not wanting to socialise with friends or, or see family. Uh, and that can be for a whole bunch of different reasons, you know, whether it's because you're scared something's going to happen to your baby when you go out or um, that you're just, you know, worrying excessively about how people are going to judge you or what they might think of you. So there's a lot of stuff there. And, um, you know, look, on the more sort of severe end of, of things, um, there can be intrusive thoughts that some women have um, which can be really scary and quite horrible and they can be violent thoughts. They can be really um, inappropriate. They can even be sexual thoughts and that's, um, you know, another area that's not really spoken about that women who might experience that, mums who might be having intrusive thoughts can feel a lot of shame and mm. it can be really scary and confusing for them as well but it is just a manifestation of heightened anxiety. Um, and then, of course, there are panic attacks, there, that, and that's quite common as well and, and not necessarily spoken about uh, that often. So as you can see, Danny, there's just, you know, so much that can happen yeah. on every level there. Absolutely, and I think, you know, all of these things individually we might sort of fob off, but it is a collective. It's part of a bigger issue and it can be stemmed down to, you know, a psychological concern. Mm. So thinking of those things and particularly for a new mum whether it's your first child or second or third or whatever you know mum life is very overwhelming in the beginning and of course you're going to probably overanalyze a lot of things mm. particularly when it comes to weight and all of that sort of fun stuff you know is my baby eating enough and mm. got all that pressure to be doing everything perfect how do you determine what's okay I'm just concerned about my baby and worrying about the things I'm supposed to mm -hmm. versus hang on there's actually an issue here yes it can be really difficult to know that and um, particularly for as a first-time mum because that the whole experience is completely new and you've mm. not been through it before there's no guidebook you don't know what's in inverted commas normal and what's not mm -hmm. but I suppose what you do know is how you've experienced anxiety before so you know whether you've had heightened anxiety or whether it's just been really appropriate anxiety like you know those nerves before an exam or um, a presentation um, you know or going on a date all those years ago so that's normal right and that anxiety will then subside once that event has passed. But if you're finding that you have anxiety symptoms, again, they can be in any of the ways that I've mentioned earlier, and mm -hmm. it seems inappropriate for the situation. Like you might just, just be at home with you and bub, but you've got the racing heart and the racing mind, almost feeling like you're having panic attacks or you're having intrusive thoughts, uh, too scared to leave the house you'd want to speak to somebody about that. Um, you know, and again, on the more extreme end, it's really debilitating where you can't, you know, don't want to leave the house. You might not be able to get out of bed because you've got so much fear and anxiety going on. So that inability to function normally, to get through your day, to go to work, to look after your kids, to look after yourself, 
Um, if you're unable to do that or it just feels overwhelming, please go and chat to somebody. Mm, mm, I think that's very solid advice. Do you, I think we're, we're talking a lot more about anxiety and it is much more common these days. Do you find that it is normally mothers who have existing anxiety issues that this impacts or it can, it basically doesn't discriminate? Mm, it can be anyone, you know, particularly when we're talking about perinatal anxiety, because there's that whole hormonal piece at play here, which we cannot control. We can't see mm-hmm. what's going on inside our brain and body from that point of view. And, um, you know, again, as a first time I'm going through it, you don't know what to expect. You don't know how it's going to play out for your, your body, your, your mind and your body. Um, so absolutely, you know, it doesn't discriminate. Um, there are, you know, genetic factors at play, like with a lot of conditions, but there are things that can just happen, like having a traumatic birth, you know, we can't predict that. Uh, it happens a lot. And so that can really trigger anxiety for a lot of mums um sleep deprivation is a huge one as well so again can't necessarily control you know how little sleep your bub might have or how frequently they wake um are you going to have breastfeeding challenges you know you may have never experienced anxiety before but you're if you're suddenly in a difficult or really challenging situation through pregnancy or in that postnatal phase absolutely anxiety can can come on um and also, you know, sometimes it's just expectations that, that mums have of themselves, of what motherhood's going to look and feel like. And suddenly mm. it is worlds apart from that. And and there's a trigger right there. So there's a lot of sort of emotional or psychological work that can be done from that point of view. Um, yeah, so lots of different factors. But at the end of the day, Danny, you know, it can affect anybody. Yeah, and I think that that's a really good message because it's not – you know, I think a lot of people feel pressure if your baby is sleeping or they are feeding well Mm. to kind of get in that mindset of, well, you know, I'm not entitled to have these emotions or I'm not, I shouldn't be feeling Mm. like this because my baby's sleeping or my baby's doing great. But it, yeah, it truly does not discriminate. Oh, absolutely. Just like depression in that regard as well. And, and oftentimes, um, perinatal anxiety and depression go hand in hand not always um, but they do often occur together and that can also be confusing you know going from um, I guess you know why am I feeling so anxious one minute and then feeling really down and sad and flat the next and and that can be you know quite a horrible challenging experience for any mum but there's one thing I actually wanted to to share with you today Danny that I don't uh, think is is spoken about much at all and I found it absolutely fascinating when I heard about this research so um, a few years ago there was a study done I think it was in Spain where they actually discovered through MRI um, brain scans that the brain of a pregnant mother actually structurally changes um, through that pregnancy period and these structural changes that affect Um, the grey matter volume in in a mother's brain can last for up to two years after having a baby. Wow. Yeah, but the thing is with these particular changes um, around certain regions, um, I think it's the prefrontal and the temporal regions of the brain, it actually impacts specifically um, around the empathy and the um, anxiety centre. So it will 
these changes will absolutely impact on a mum's hypervigilance and her tendency to become more anxious because it is just coming back to a biological mechanism of our brain wanting to protect our baby as a mother. How amazing is that? Mm, That's just nuts because I think a lot of us feel this massive shift after motherhood Mm -hmm. or even after falling pregnant. And we talk a lot about how a mother becomes a mother as soon as she falls pregnant, but for a father, it might take a little bit longer. And it, it, yeah. there's actually a physical reason <laughs> for it. Physical, behind it. Mental, biological reason. Yes. We're not just crazy. It's, yeah, it's actual science. And that's that's probably a good point because obviously two years is quite quite a long time. Mm. Um, and I personally know I definitely developed a, a level of anxiety after Peyton and again with Archer. Mm. Do do these feelings generally or do they have a tendency to subside on their own, you know, after the madness of newborn period is gone or is it something that, you know, in most cases you probably need to seek some help? Mm. Oh, again, it's really different for everybody Um, and I think Mm. it depends on the severity of the symptoms that you're experiencing. But, look, they can. Um, I think when it comes to anxiety, two of the biggest um, and most effective ways of treating it is looking at cognitive behavior therapy cbt which is focused on reframing and shifting your thought patterns in relation to the thoughts that come up the anxious thoughts that come up um, and what's happening in your life so when you can start to shift your thinking patterns and relate to things in a different way that can really relieve a lot of anxiety Um, another part uh, of relieving anxiety is like stress reduction so Mm -hmm. looking at exercise looking at deep relaxation breathing techniques it might be meditational yoga for some mums um, these things can be absolutely helpful so um, yes there's medication out there and and that can uh, help treat women but I tend to uh, think that that's more on the you know moderate to, to severe end of the spectrum but obviously you know under the guidance of a, of a medical professional and a GP to, to chat to about that um, but what, what I'm trying to say here is that there are so many natural ways that I help women treat and relieve anxiety so it's absolutely possible and I don't want anyone to think that they can't um, do that on their own um, because yeah it's, it's totally possible and I think that's that's probably the scary part is recognizing that okay maybe something's not right here I don't don't feel like myself or my thoughts have shifted and I guess the first step is by acknowledging and and reaching out mm. is that correct of course you know starting to talk um, to anyone who you know you trust and whether that's um, your partner, a good friend, family member or your GP, counsellor, whoever it is, um, you know, I think there's still unfortunately a lot of shame around perinatal anxiety, mm. panic attacks, you know, even looking at um, having obsessive, you know, compulsions, OCD is falls under the anxiety umbrella. Um, as does PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. So, and that can come from birth trauma. So um, that's all, you know, p- part of anxiety and um, just just talking so that you can get the right support and get on that healing journey sooner rather than later because that's going to be best for you, your baby, your family uh, and your relationships and even for mums who have to go back to work, right? So um, the, the sooner you can get back to your 
more balanced state, the better for everybody. No, that's absolutely true. And I, I'm a big believer that if you don't sort of address things or identify them and try and heal them, they will come out in other ways. Mm-hmm. And they, they find a way yeah, of lingering and, and it's just not fun for anybody. And, and that can be from, you know, years earlier that these these sort of feelings and these thoughts, they just sort of grow bigger and mm-hmm. they, they don't escape us as much as we may want them to. Um, I think as, as we touched on, there's so much we could discuss in this space and it is such a broad area, but I think the most important thing is bringing it to people's attention mm-hmm. and, and normalising it. Mm-hmm. Do you have any final words of wisdom for anyone going through it or any sort of advice, general advice in this space? Mm, I think the the message I'd love to really share is that, you know, to a large degree, anxiety is normal and it's a natural function of our brain just trying to protect us and protect our baby. So to experience anxiety, um, you know, in, in a mild or sometimes even a moderate sense is not a bad thing. Okay, it's, it's actually there to help us, but it's, you know, when it becomes really problematic and, and debilitating, definitely, you know, reach out and, and chat to someone to get some support there. But look, you are not a bad mother by any stretch if you're experiencing anxiety or an anxiety disorder, you're not broken, um, you can absolutely heal and in most cases, women become stronger for experiencing anxiety and getting through it to the other side. And I think that that's a key message too. It's not a sign of weakness. Mm -hmm. And again, it doesn't discriminate. Mm -hmm. You know, anybody can be affected by this and we haven't got the ability to control whether we are impacted by it. So, you know, the only thing we can control is how we deal with it and how we try and heal ourselves going forward. Yeah, spot on. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again, Wendy. I will pop all of your details into the show notes because you have kindly offered uh, any of our listeners a 20-minute free consultation. So I'll make sure that everyone has your touch points. But thank you again. I really appreciate you raising awareness in this space. Thanks so much, Jenny. My pleasure chatting again today. Another incredibly informative and educational episode from Wendy. I'm so happy that she was able to join me again. If you haven't had a listen, she also spoke to me earlier in the season about postnatal depletion. A few things that I took away from the conversation is that this type of anxiety does not discriminate. It is normal to have a level of anxiety. It's our body's way of protecting us, but it's the intrusive thoughts and change in behavior that's concerning. Wendy says the best option is to seek help if you're concerned, but don't be afraid. It's not a sign of weakness. Women can often come out of the other side much stronger and resilient. I've popped all of her details into the show notes for a point of call. And if you haven't done so already, make sure that you hit the subscribe button so that you can join me next week as well. If you're on Instagram, head on over to at Mummy Republic Podcast for more information on the postpartum sub-series and the main podcast and the guests that are involved. Thank you so much for joining me and I look forward to speaking with you next time.